Welcome back, webheads. It's me, DeMarco, with my co-host, my brother, my confidant, my good time boy. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's me, Steven, the the older half of the webheads. Yes. Yes. Uh, Significantly we are... older. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's five years, okay? <laughs> it's not that much. We are uh, we're recording somewhere new today. Uh, grandma kicked us out. We can no longer record at Grandma's house. We're working on uh, a contract to get back in the studio. Yeah. We're, there's a lot of contract disputes, a lot of necessities that are needed on our end, uh, a few on her end. A lot so, of litigation going on. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. Uh, but today we are outside <laughs> recording in a park. Um, we are in a very white neighborhood. Um, so I keep watching my back just in case somebody pops out of the bushes on us. I kept seeing neighborhood watch signs and I was just like, they're definitely watching yeah. us. Yeah, they've had a, they probably had a camera on us for at least an hour at this point. <laughs> they saw us pull it onto the street. Like not, that, that, that doesn't look right. And I haven't seen not one person who looks like us yet. So <laughs> this might be a short episode, but we are outside in Dublin, California this week. Yes. At Positano Park. Come see us. <laughs> come, come catch us over here at the park. Uh, if you're here before 10 a.m., uh, we got free stickers for you. We got free books. Uh, we got everything. I bought some some uh, some very expensive comic books to give away today. So if you can make it here before 10 a.m. We have the first appearance of Spider-Man. Yeah, the very first appearance of Spider-Man. Spider-Man graded. It's a 10 PSA. It's yours for free. For free. You just gotta get here before 10 a.m. Before 10 a.m. on Sunday, August 7th. If you don't, we're gonna burn it. We're gonna burn and I don't care. And we're not gonna show pictures of proof or anything because nope. we don't want any retaliation, but no. it's definitely happening. It's gonna happen, and all these people here in these houses are gonna watch us do it. They're already lining up, mm-hmm. waiting. They're like, I wanna see that book burn. I hate comics. <laughs> burn that. There's already somebody setting up a fire over there for us. He's dancing around it. Hey, take it easy over there. Hey, stop. Watch the, watch the children. <laughs> stop dancing like that. There's kids around here. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. All right, let's go. This has been a very uh, busy week for me. Uh, it's been a little over a week now since I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Okay. So I'm still healing from that. Sucks because I can't really eat food properly. So I'm just really just using my front teeth <laughs> to do so. <laughs> and I mean, I'm making it work. I'm eating things I'm technically really not supposed to be eating. Yeah. But. I'm making it work. Yeah, I would just, uh, like, the stuff I wasn't supposed to eat, I would just, like, kind of, <laughs> just, like, cut smaller pieces of it yeah. and then just kind of, like, mush it in Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's hard to, like, like, yesterday I went out with my friends to, uh, you know, 
celebrate um, me leaving my last job. Mm. And we went out to eat. And I was like, fuck, I have to eat in front of people. <laughs> and I just, like, put food in my mouth and, like, look down and then just start chewing with, like, because it's weird. I have to, like, chew and then roll, chew, roll, mm. chew, roll. So that was weird. Um, Everybody's looking at you like, is he, is he okay? Yeah. Yeah. It he was... looks really sad. He just keeps putting his head down. <laughs> so that's been happening. Um, I started a new job. Still trying to figure out what I do there. But it's pretty cool. I gotta, I, I'm working right down the hall for my, my best work bro, Joseph. Nice. So that's cool. Shout out, Joseph. Um, I read uh, Judgment Day. Okay. Yeah, I picked up... The first issue and the prelude for the it. The Eve of Judgment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also picked up Moon Knight, uh, was it Black, White, and Blood? Mm-hmm. Those are kind of cool. They're, yeah. I don't know, have you read them? No, when I first started buying stuff again, it was already on like number six or seven or something. Oh, okay. So I just, I didn't want to jump in. I figured I'd catch it on uh, Marvel Unlimited when it starts coming in. Yeah. But I have not. I haven't started it. There's a. I know they did like a Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood. I think Wolverine one. I think they did an, a Daredevil and Electro one. Maybe. Too. Yeah. Um, but the Moon Knight one. Yeah, they're basically just a bunch of like short stories. So oh, it's like okay. maybe like three short stories in in one issue. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, they're they're all right. Like the first issue had uh, like because it's it's only in. The colors is it's just black, white, gray, and red. Mm-hmm. So the first story that I read for it um, was by the art was by I forgot his name, but he's like one of my favorite artists. He did like uh, like the Uncanny X Men after they rebooted in like twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like because his art is so like cartoony in a way. It doesn't really work well in this <laughs> medium because you can't figure out what's what. Yeah. So. I, that first one, I was kind of just like, this kind of sucks. And I was kind of like, damn, like, am I going to deal with this for all of it? Because I didn't open the books to kind of look at them before I bought them. I just kind of bought them. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got to, like, the next story, and it was, like, a different art and everything. So I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. One of them actually had, he teamed up with Spider-Man in one of them. Mm-hmm. And they use his uh, Far From Home suit, his black and red one. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool to to see, and then it it kind of just felt like okay, that's it's, if Tom Holland Spider Man teamed up with Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty dope. I gotta check that out. I haven't. I I keep, I saw him, and like some of the different stores I went to, mm-hmm. but I just I thought it was like a, a full fledged like story. Oh yeah. So I just didn't even bother with it. I think they're like three issues in right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you can literally pick up any. Any yeah, I think I was. Just, t- I when I first said there were six issues in, I think I was thinking like the because they have a new Moon Knight series. Yeah, and I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so I haven't. Uh, I don't think I saw the Moon Knight uh, one that you're talking about yet. So I gotta check that out. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been staying on top of my comic books lately, so I'm I'm going every Wednesday. Uh, let's see, what have I been reading? I, uh, I read Edge of Spider Verse. Oh, the first one's out? Yeah. I gotta go pick that up. Yeah. So they're introducing uh, some more spider people. We got, uh, in this one, it was Spider-Man Noir, who's not new. Um, Didn't he die in one of the other Spider-Verse stories? I think so. But he's back. Huh. 
Uh, and then we got, what's her name? Aranya. I think she's new. Oh, no, she's not new. No. She's been around for a while, yeah. like 10 years or so. But she's new to me. I <clears throat> I just found out about her like a couple months ago. Um, but I haven't. This is like the first thing I've read with her in it. Uh, oh, the X-Men 92, that House of... I, I don't House know. House of Gucci. Yeah. Lady <laughs> Actually, guy, I just House of Gucci and Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one, uh, issue number three came out. Uh, so that one's pretty good. Uh, New Fantastic Four is doing all right. It's kind of slow. Okay. But um, I think it's only supposed to be like a five part, five or six part thing. Uh-huh. So. I'm giving them a little bit of a leash. <laughs> uh, have you read? The, oh, have you read any of the new Ghost Rider? I was going to pick them up because you asked me to grab that one issue that yeah. one time. But yeah, I just haven't. I gotta see if they. Yeah, that one's pretty good, and I think Ghost Rider Vengeance comes out next week. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I picked up my first uh, DC comic book this week. Oh. Yeah. It was. Uh, what was it called? It was an it was Shazam. It was, I don't even remember the title of it. Must not have been good. (laughs) Was it number one? Yeah. That was the only reason I picked it up. Number one issues are always, like, funny to me because it's, like, they're trying to, like, catch people up on, like, who the character is, Mm -hmm. where they're trying to take the story, and then, you know, it always ends on, like, a cliffhanger or something. So it's, like, I don't know, like, they're fun, but it's like, okay, now i got to wait two weeks or a month or whatever. Yeah, that's it. the hard part. It was uh, the new champion of Shazam. Uh, and it follows uh, this character, Mary uh, Bromfield. And uh, she's been chosen as the, the new champion of Shazam. It was okay. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. And, and I'm going to check out the second one. See how that goes. Uh, but... We'll see. Uh, oh, Spider-Man 900 just came out. Amazing Spider-Man 900. Nice. Wow. That, yeah. That's been... I remember I have issue 700. We are... Um, I think next week is the 60th anniversary. Or the this week, when the episode comes out, is the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. That's crazy. 60 years. Yeah. Spider-Man's older than our parents. Wow. Yeah. And he's only, what, like, in his, like, early 30s? Yeah. <laughs> How have you been around 60 years and you're only 32? That doesn't make any sense. He's aged 15 years and 60. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons I like that uh, that Spider-Man life story one. Because, uh, it, like, it, he ages in, like, real time yeah. over the 60 years or whatever. That was pretty cool. I gotta but, read that one. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, the both Captain Americas are pretty good. The Symbol of Truth with Sam Wilson, and then the Sentinel of Liberty with uh, Steve Rogers. You know, a few years ago, they updated his suit to be more like, I guess, more like combatty. Mm-hmm. They got rid of like the pirate boots and like the pirate gloves and everything. Yeah, and I really like that. And then they went back to. The pirate boots and everything, and I just think it's it's so corny. I know it's like his original, and you know it's the uh, like back to form. Mm-hmm. But it's like, can't we just update it a little bit? We just can. get rid of yeah. that. Yeah, but it's just gonna keep going back to the whole like, 
Oh, why are you changing everything? Like, I mean, but you can you can update characters and the way they look and like Black Panther. Yeah, he's still wearing skin tight black suit, mm-hmm. but his previous one was just him in a black suit with like a cape. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I don't see him with a cape now. Thank God, I don't want to see that cape again. Or Thor, he's been updated. Iron Man. Everybody really. Spider Man's had like twenty suits. Yeah. I just don't understand why you just can't give her the freaking pirate. It takes me out of the story every time I see it. <laughs> like I was reading Judgment Day, and then like Iron Man has Cersei like locked up, and mm-hmm. like they're in the room, and the cat walks in with the pirate boots. And yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> it's not right. It's not even like time efficient to no. like, get dressed. Like you gotta put on the boots. You gotta like lace them all up. And I know you're not just one of those people who just slides off your boots every time and just <laughs> slides your foot back in. Walks around the base and just the socks. Like, yeah. They sh- Iron Man should make everybody, like, nano suits mm-hmm. that look like their suits but are just more updated a little bit. Yeah. And then like, they can just they hit a button, boom, on, off, and you're good to go. Simple enough. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Nobody's suits, like, have powers. No. It doesn't give them powers. So what is... <laughs> there's, there should be no reason that's not a thing. They just had this, that story last year, the uh, the Mech Strike one, yeah. where Tony built everybody a fucking robot yeah. to wa- walk around in. You can't just nanotech their suits. I feel like Steve Rogers wouldn't wear it, though. Like, I've been around for a little bit now. I've been out of the ice for a while, but I'm not wearing that. Uh, it just, yeah, it just kills me. His suit is just so... <laughs> I can't get over the boots. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're not good. Not good boots. No. No. But uh, what else have I been... Oh, the, there's an Ant-Man story out. It's going to be like a little four-part. I've been wanting to read that. I saw the ad for it in the back of one of the ones I was reading. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I should have got that one too. Yeah, it looks pretty good. All right, I, I read the first one. It's pretty good. The art styles, uh, kind of like the sixty-ish, or like the sixties, seventies. Sort of like flat. Yeah. Like, it like uh, looks a little grainy and stuff. Mm. I'll show it to you in a second. Is that that one? The first one follows Hank Pym. Yeah. Okay. And then at the end of well, I won't give away the end of the story, but it's. I thought at first I thought it was gonna be like period pieces, mm. like four different period pieces of just Ant Man. But it looks like it's going to be, like, it is going to be period pieces, but all of them are going to be, like, connected mm. over four stories. Um, I, re- I They just put out a new Gambit. Mm. I didn't really care for it. It's him and uh, Storm. I, I forgot what happened to Storm, but she uh, she got her age turned back, so now she's, like, a kid. And now her and Gambit are just running around together, like, stealing stuff. It's not great. <laughs> See, this is like the. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, if you would have just showed that to me, I would have thought that was just from like an old Ant Man comic or something. Yeah, and it's like that the whole way through until like uh, the end, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, I, I've been buying stuff every week. I, I try to keep my. If, if new. Uh, number ones come out from Marvel. Now I'll usually try it, um, but I, I'm trying to tell myself 
is this is this number one starting slow or is it just bad mm. so I don't like like the second one comes out like oh, alright let me try it cause then I'm just kinda wasting money yeah um so with that yeah with that Gambit one I was like nah I don't think this is it yeah you I mean once yeah if you're gonna start doing you know like every week mm-hmm. then you really gotta start like <laughs> like you're you're your line of is this good or is this bad like just slow yeah it gets really really thin and you're just like okay gotta make that choice yeah so i i this is another thing i wanted to start doing uh since we're a comic book podcast why not just tell people what's coming out uh tomorrow okay because why not as of this recording uh yes yeah okay yeah so uh Judgment Day number two is coming out. Okay, I gotta grab that. Yeah, so Judgment Day is the, it's the Avengers, uh, X Men, and the Eternals, and basically the the Eternals, uh, whether all of them know it or not, are trying to uh, kill the X Men, and uh, the Avengers are gonna be trying to stop both ants from killing each other. So we'll see how that goes. So the number two is out. Number one was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Even though, like, I knew what was going to happen, like, you laid it out for me and everything. Yeah. Still reading it, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, a, this is, like, no joke. No. Especially that part, um, I, I don't know if it's spoiler, I don't know if there are spoilers in comics, but, uh, that part where, uh, the Eternals first attack Krakoa, or... With the bomb? Not with the bomb, with, the like, the psychic Oh, cloud. yeah, yeah. And it's just the face in in the sky, mm-hmm. and then, like just knowing, cause I when I seen it, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like something you like, like what would that look like? And then uh, it jumps to like the next panel, and Druig is just like, n- no one else sees it. Only the sidekicks will see it, yeah. and they're fighting outside their body. But like just being there and just like imagining, just like you see them, just kind of like posted up, not yeah, do, not doing anything. There. And all of a sudden, but like outside of like your realm of like vision they're fighting like all these sidekicks in, in the sky that's nuts so yeah judgment day coming uh number two is coming out tomorrow uh which is the 10th uh captain america sentinel of liberty number three is coming out those ones are pretty good they had a like a little prequel to it it was just captain america where uh sam and and steve were fighting together and then uh, that immediately branched off into the two separate stories. Oh, okay. Uh, Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever, number one, is coming out. So if anybody trying to hop in on a number one, uh, there's a, a good starting point for you. We got uh, Miss Marvel and Wolverine, number one, which I think is going to be like a four, five-part series or something like that. I think, yeah. Individual she's, stories. She's teaming up with like a bunch of other heroes. Yeah, it says... Uh, uh, Miss Marvel and Wolverine, number one, but on the cover is uh, Venom, uh, Venom, Moon Knight, Jean Grey. So who knows who's going to pop up on those. But I, I I like those little uh, one-off stories where yeah. it's just kind of like Miss Marvel and Wolverine, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. I forgot who else. She's, I've, I pulled the series on this app that I have. You can have it pull the series so every time a new issue comes out it already puts it on your list of pulls mm. 
and it, it when I tried to pull the series, it only had one issue. So then I looked, and then there's like four or five other ones. So I pulled all the rest of them, mm. but I can't remember the rest. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number seven comes out, which is pretty quick after this number six. But number six was big, one of those giant issues. Uh, it's like eighty-six pages. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, it got confusing because they do like. The books do, it's like Amazing Spider-Man number one, but it's really like the legacy number 890-something, mm. and I, I wasn't aware of they were the fact that they were doing that now. Um, so number six was number 900, mm. and then now that was two weeks ago, and then now we're on number seven. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, the Avengers and Moon Girl hmm. is coming out. They just, uh, last month they did uh, Miles Morales and Moon Girl. Oh, she says she's doing like her own team up thing? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Devil Dinosaur just disappeared on her one day. Mm. And they and she found him, and but he's not responding or acknowledging her at all. Um, speaking, and, you know, speaking of Moon Girl, real quick, um, when I, we were talking off mic about the Infinity Warps. Mm hmm. Um, there's like a, a, I think they did like a couple issues of just like smaller stories of some of the characters being mashed up. Yeah. So they did Moon Girl and, um, Squirrel Girl mashed up. And you know how like Squirrel Girl has, um, what's his name? Tippy, the squirrel. Mm -hmm. So they mashed up kind of, I think Squirrel Girl and, uh, Moon Girl, they mashed them up. So Tippy, I think is just a giant Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like, you know, Doctor Doom, like, Moon Girl and Squirrel Girl, they both defeated, like, big villains, so mm -hmm. they matched up Doctor Doom and Galactus as, like, her villain. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. I gotta check those out. Yeah, so Avengers, the Avengers and Moon Girl is coming out, and then we got X-Men Legends number one. So, all new stories of the, the team. Um, and that's it. That's all I, that's, that's, those are the ones that I'm picking up. There's a lot more, uh, coming out tomorrow, but, uh, those were some number ones that you might be able to just hop in on and just, uh, see what you like about it. And then some other ones are, I'm a little bit deeper in the story. Yeah. So the, the story we did a few weeks ago was, uh, the mutant massacre. And today the story is, is kind of a follow up to that. Um, a loose follow up. Uh, we're doing the fall of the mutants. Mutants always having a hard time. Always out here struggling. All the time. There's never a book called Mutants Have a Good Day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> never. They're just never really having a good time. <laughs> Their future's fucked. Their past is fucked. Their present day is fucked. <laughs> it's, it's a tough life. <laughs> their homes get blown up like every couple of months <laughs> their loving teacher has died like five times <laughs> and then his best friend slash enemy is taking over the team they don't they don't have very fun times no <clears throat> now what it you want to know how bad it is in this X-Men 92 one? Mm. They're, after all the things that they've gone through in their life, they're now living on an island with Apocalypse. 
<laughs> just being buddy buddy with them, just be, solely because they're mutants. That's how bad their life is. It's just like, hey, like, shit is really bad. Like in the real world, I'd rather just live with this guy on an island. That's how bad it is. But uh, yeah, yeah. So this is like a follow up to it. Um, and we are gonna start at Uncanny X Men number two twenty five. Okay. So uh, we start off in Edinburgh. I don't, and sorry if anybody from Scotland hears this, I don't know how to pronounce you guys' words correctly, but I'm just going to say it how those dumb Americans would say it. Uh, so we start off in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, Colossus is uh, mostly recovered from his injuries battling the Marauders back in episode 45 in the Mutant Massacre. Mm-hmm. And uh, he decided to uh, take some time to come to the village in Scotland that he's at. And uh, this is a place where the X-Men had recently fought Juggernaut in uh, stories in between. And um, he's just, uh, Colossus is just there to relax. He just needs some time to himself. And there's this group of kids sitting there playing around where he's sitting. And all the kids are just acting like they're the X-Men because they just saw him fighting through the city. So now the kids are acting like... Uh, they're all picking their own team members, trying to act like they have the powers and everything. And then out of nowhere, they start to complain about how the X-Men are just mostly girls now. And uh, Colossus, uh, he's he's not in his metal form. He's just in his Peter Rasputin form, uh, just a normal human. And he draws a picture of uh, his Colossus form to kind of impress the kids. And then all of a sudden, the the kids are there. They're like, oh, cool, whatever. And then this older kid walks up and just kind of starts bullying everybody. And he's like, oh, the X-Men suck. You guys are all stupid little kids for liking the X-Men. Like, how could you guys be okay with, like, mutants? I'm like, just let them be kids. All right, man. And then uh, Peter tries to, Peter Colossus tries to break up the fight between the older kids and the younger kids. And he tells him, like, you guys just got to live in peace. Like, things are okay. Let me hold my phone so I can maybe read this better. Sorry, people are making me nervous. All of this big crowd that came to watch us record this. They're chanting something. Yeah, oh, I forgot. This is our anniversary episode. Oh. (laughs) Thanks for coming out, guys. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Please, just let us get through the story. We'll sign everything after, I promise. Put those away, man. There's children around. My God, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to break up the fight, and he tells all the kids, young and old, like, you guys should be living in peace. And then I thought, I read that, and I thought, like, what adult has ever said that to a kid and then, like, saw a noticeable difference in their attitude after that? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that never changes anything. <laughs> the older kids need their ass whooped. <laughs> That's all he's going to change. That adult saying, hey, you need to stop and be cool with these kids, that's not going to change anything. So the older kids leave, and then uh, Peter Colossus is uh, visited by this young woman who sees him drawing there, and then she asks for a commission of a sketch of herself. And in exchange for... Um, she says she'll pay for it in it uh, with a reading of his fortune. And Peter, just trying to chill and relax, is... He's more than happy to do it, so she says, okay. And then um, 
she tells him that uh, he's a being of courage and that he has a choice to make soon and that the fate of everything will depend on it. Thrown off by what she said, uh, he demands uh, some answers for all of this because that's a little weird mm. to just say to somebody and then <laughs> not follow up with anything. And uh, when he looks up from his, his drawing to ask the lady what's going on, he's shocked to find out that the lady is just gone. And then in her where she was sitting, there's a statue of Colossus. <laughs> so uh, when he looks at the sketch of the girl, she, for some reason, looks very different on paper than she did in person. It, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Colossus still in shock and not paying attention. Uh, one of the bullies that, <laughs> that he told to live in peace comes back and throws a firecracker at him. And it scares the shit out of Colossus, and he turns, or it scares the shit out of Peter, and he turns back into his Colossus form. And then that's when Colossus decides to finally leave the scene. He gets out of there, and then uh, we cut off to um, another world. Uh, they don't really say where, but we cut off to another world. And we come across this person named the Adversary. Uh, he's a being who has for months been wearing the form of. Uh, this guy, uh, Naze, or Naz, uh, he is, for, you know, Forge of the X-Men. Mm. He's uh, the guy who taught Forge everything that he knows, Naze. And Adversary's been going around for the last couple months uh, pretending to be Naze. And uh, Adversary appears in the court of the Omniversal Guardian, Roma. He gloats over how he's removed both Storm and Forge from the battle, and thus ensures his victory, and that the universe will soon be destroyed by total chaos. Now we find out that Roma is... Um... This is so much fun. <laughs> Grandma's got to give us a new contract. <laughs> so <laughs> we find out that Roma uh, is the woman who had vi visited Colossus, and she's smiling, knowing that she may have played a good move. Yeah, she might have helped out uh, by messing with Colossus the way that she did. And uh, back, if we go back to Scotland, Colossus finds a wanted poster of the X-Men uh, put up by this group uh, called the Human Rights League. And they're, they're not happy with what the X-Men did in their city. And then just dipped out like they normally do. <laughs> who who pays for all this stuff? The X Men need somebody on their team who's like. They need a Tony Stark. Yeah, they can just like build. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just he just looks at something and he like rebuilds it. Yeah. Like they would be so much more loved if they're just like, all right, come on in, and then, buildings back up, everything yeah. normal. <laughs> I can't. I can't actually imagine living in a world with mutants, because so many people would just be upset. Like, they would complain about everything. Like, your son gets struck out in like the ninth inning when he could have. Uh, all it took was one hit to get uh, the game-winning score. That pitcher's a mutie. He's a mutie. <laughs> He's using his powers. Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. If if mutants are real. The books are pretty accurate in, in how things yeah, would go. For sure. You're a race car driver, and you beat, you have a Lightning McQueen-style finish, 
and then you you just inch him out at the very end. It's like you use your powers to go faster than me. <laughs> but I definitely think if mutants were real, they would be doing like some sort of mutant registration. Oh yeah, 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 and just like the books. Yep, <laughs> these books are very accurate. That was like he's fast as hell. <laughs> Old fashioned Steve Rogers. <laughs> On your left. <laughs> so yeah, the 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 Human Rights League put up wanted posters for the X Men, and then now Colossus is pretty pissed off, knowing that the X Men just helped the whole Edinburgh uh, to stay standing. They don't get love. No. So uh, with his anger growing, he breaks the pole with a poster on it. And realizing that he's still in his metal form, he tries to change back, and for some reason he can't. Uh, he decides, okay, now it's time to go home. So he calls up for his sister, uh, Ileana, Magic, and uh, she teleports him. She teleports him back home, but she he can't she can't stay with him long enough to kick it and catch up, uh, because she's on a mission with her team, the New Mutants. Uh, so she teleports him where he wants to go, and where he wants to be is with the rest of the, the X-Men team. Because they all went back home. He stayed in Scotland just to clear his mind. This man stays, like, doing shit on his own. Yeah. Secret Wars. He, wait, did he stay? No, that was a thing. But yeah. still. But he was, like, still just, like, doing, like, he's not really, he doesn't seem like he wants to be on the team. Yeah. I mean, because he was never really a fighter in the first place, right? He's always no, he's, more like a quiet, like, artsy yeah. type. Yeah, he's definitely one of those uh, lovers, not a fighter yeah. type of people. And he just happens to have a, a, a power that turns him into metal. I want to see what that looks like. I know, like, in, like, the movies, they did sort of like that, like, rising, like, mm-hmm. shield, like, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I want to see, like, how it happened in the books. Because in the books, he just kind of, like... Like when he first got his powers? Well, like, what what was, like... How does it happen in the book? Like, does it is it still, like, the shields? Like, like piece by piece, it kind of, like, grows? I'm not or sure. Or is it, like... Because I always kind of imagined it just kind of, like, it's seeping out of his skin, and then it just hardens, mm. and that's it. Almost like like the the Venom symbiote. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, look it up. I wish all this stuff was real though. Sometimes, so sometimes I wish it was real, because they they do a lot of property damage. What's yeah. insurance companies like? Insurance companies have got to just be like, listen, if you like, if you live in New York or like San yeah, Francisco or something, like crazy high. Yeah. Like, your your insurance has to probably be, like, it has to be as much as you rent. I can only imagine. Because they're, they're paying out almost, at least once a month over there. Your deductible is probably, like, 5000 Yeah. Super, if superheroes and villains were real, New York, like, all these big cities, Los Angeles, San Francisco, would not be hot spots the way they are. No. no. Rent would be super cheap, though. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It for sure would be hella cheap, but there's no way. Like, I don't know. I may. I don't know. I don't know anybody from New York, like really from New York. But I, I'm sure there's people who are like, yo, I'm not leaving New York. You think that's scaring me? <laughs> nah, I'm not doing it. 
I'm saying right here. You think I'm letting Iron Man 7 in my borough, on my block? I don't think so. This is going to be a whole bunch of people. I'll take Iron Man down myself. <laughs> Iron Man, meet these Tims. <laughs> I ain't never seen Iron Man in these Tims. <laughs> in these broccoli beefs. Never. Yeah, it would. Insurance companies would be ridiculous. Yeah. Because what do you like? There's yeah. There's there's fire coverage. There's we have earthquake coverage over here. But like, you there better superhero be superhero coverage. There has to be superhero coverage. Because I swear, if fucking the Hulk throws my my car through a wall. You don't expect me to pay those damages. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling Flow at Progressive immediately. Flow, you need to get over here and fix this. Yeah, I just feel like you you can't. Yeah. You, There's no way. Unless like the world was like built around superheroes. Like, if superheroes just showed up like out of nowhere, mm-hmm. the world would go into chaos because there'd be no way of like no, handling any of that. No, you can't. Like. But if retroactively go back and fix all of your buildings so they're yeah. superhero proof. But like if you know superheroes popped up in like 1800s or something, mm-hmm. I think the world would be more prepared for it in a way. Probably, yeah. I would hope so. I guess we'll never know. Okay, so yeah. So, Colossus gets uh, teleported back to where he wants to be. That's with the rest of his team. Uh, the X-Men are in Dallas right now. And uh, they're trying to find Forge and Storm, who I just told you uh, were kind of taken off the board by uh, the adversary. So, the team's trying to find the two of them. They first decide to check out uh, this place called Eagle Plaza, which is the former home of Forge. Uh, Rogue does a flyby and lets him know the place is deserted. Uh, Wolverine decides to go inside and uh, investigate. And as soon as he does, the security systems go off and start firing lasers at him. And the rest of the team try to go in and uh, save him. Uh, But uh, their team member Longshot gets shot by the lasers. And Rogue goes to save him. And then... uh, the rest of the team tries to go in to save uh, Wolverine, uh, but Longshot gets shot by the lasers, and Rogue goes in to save him. Or, sorry, save the both of them, uh, Longshot and Wolverine, uh, before the building collapses on the, on the two of them. Now, when she flies out of the building, they run into uh, the team Freedom Force from the Mutant Massacre, who we saw before, and uh, they just start getting their asses handed to them. The X-Men team is... I hate, are always getting their asses handed I hate so. calling them like the B team of the Marvel Universe, but they really do get their ass beat a lot. And they train so much yeah. for nothing. Professor X has you guys in the danger room a lot. Like that's like in first thing in the morning, breakfast, danger room. And still you guys get your ass beat all the time. Why? And on top of this you get beat up by the Freedom Force. They're not even, like, that good of a team. Uh, so, yeah, so they, they're, starting, they're getting their asses beat by Freedom Force. 
Uh, Mystique tells the X-Men to stand down. Uh, Rogue speaks up for the whole team and says, no way in hell are we stepping down. Uh, we're just going to keep fighting you. Oh, sorry. She's Mystique tells uh, the X-Men, this is for the best for all of you guys. If any of you guys stay in Dallas, all of us are going to die. And everyone just stares at her like, okay, sure. You're just trying to arrest us so we can go to jail. Uh, Psylocke and the Dazzler are trying to surprise the Freedom Force, uh, but they have the Freedom Force has uh, this team member called Destiny. Mm-hmm. You know who she is? Mm-hmm. So she has like, uh, like kind of like precognition. Yeah, precognitive powers. Uh, but Destiny saw the two of them coming <laughs> yesterday, basically, and um, she warns her team. So, uh, Super Saber from the Freedom Force blocks the attack, and then this starts an all-out battle between the two teams. Between the two teams, and now they're like the X Men were getting their ass kicked before when they were surprised, and <laughs> now they know the fight's coming. They're still getting their ass kicked. They're not good. What kind of superhero name is Super Saber? <laughs> it's like a what's his name from Guardian from the Guardians movie. Uh, like oh, a uh, taser face. Yeah, it's pretty much the same kind of shitty name as that. Like, are you powered by the saber? Is the saber powered by you? Like, are you conduit for the saber? He just like stares at you. <laughs> uh, all of the above. <laughs> so, uh, mid fight, Mystique asks Destiny how she sees the future. After this fight, and she says, all she sees is death for everybody. And then also mid-fight, Colossus finally shows up, and he punches the blob through a wall. (laughs) I'm here. Colossus. (laughs) Uh, Mystique tries to trick the X-Men by taking the form of Storm, telling them all to stand down, but Rogue doesn't fall for it. Uh, the, it, for some reason in the book, all they said was that Rogue didn't fall for it. Um, but there's like a team of like nine other people here who she's <laughs> trying to convince. So did, was it just Rogue that just didn't fall for it? And everybody else is just like, Storm's back? Mystique sort of like, yeah, when she does stuff like that, it's sort of like a, you would think, you know, as like a reader, you're like, okay, yeah, like obviously it's not who you think it's going to be, mm-hmm. but like. To convince everybody else, like Wolverine, it's easy because he can probably he smell. can smell. But like everyone else, would be like, "Oh shit, is this really who I think it is, or is it Mystique?" Like, how yeah, do but I it's know? it's also like, I mean, I guess it's like just the being in the middle of the fight where you can't think too much about yeah. what's going on. But in my head, it's like, "Oh, Storm's here," and then do I think like? Should I be thinking, like, oh, I don't see Mystique anywhere? Or is it just like, oh, Storm's here. Oh, finally. Okay, cool. I'll relax. They should have, like, a code word that changes every day. Yeah. And then it's just, like, just in case there's any shapeshifters. (laughs) What's the code word? We live in a world with shapeshifters (laughs) and people that can trick us into doing things. We should, Yeah, you guys should have a safe word every (laughs) single day and change it. Yeah, every day, just a new safe word. A new thing. The storm all of a sudden shows up. 
Hey, uh, 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 uh. what's the word today? We don't have time for that. No, no, no. <laughs> we know. We have to ask a code word. What's the code word? It doesn't take too long to <laughs> tell us the word. You can say it while you're fighting the storm. And Mystique doesn't take their powers. It's right. It's just their look. Um. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, you can just yeah, be like Storm, like, fly up there and create some clouds. So, yeah, this is my thing. Like, Storm shows up, and she's just standing there, like, next to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys, we should stop. And you're like, Storm, if you're going to be here, we kind of need some help. We it's can't like, hear you while you're next to us. Please fly up there and stop all of this. I can't hear you from down here. Can you fly up a little bit? <laughs> she's just, like, jumping. <laughs> She goes to the top of the steps. Can you hear me better up here? Storm, stop messing around. So, yeah, Destiny said that all she sees in the future is death for all of them. Colossus showed up and punches the blob through a wall. And uh, Mystique tries to trick the X-Men by turning into the storm, telling them to stand down. And Rogue is just not... Uh, maybe she's the first person that noticed it. And she's not falling for it. Uh, the X-Men try to retreat inside uh, Eagle Plaza, where they were looking for Forge, uh, and to regroup. Uh, and they took Mystique as a hostage, unaware of the fact that in doing that, they had completed a spell by adversary that tore a hole in the fabric of reality across the whole city. So Destiny... Destiny... They're, like, set up to fail. Basically, yeah. Destiny tries to get Freedom Force to stop them from entering the building, but it's too late. Um, as soon as they do that, a giant rift in the sky uh, floods a small area of Dallas with sunlight. And it's this full fight is going on at like 3 a.m., right? That's another thing. You guys are fighting outside of my house at 3 a.m.? Man, I'm trying to go to sleep. I got to work tomorrow. And now, on top of you fighting outside my place at 3 a.m., now it's broad daylight only over my building. <laughs> like, hey, boss, I'm not coming in. Yeah, well, the X-Men are outside fighting. <laughs> take yeah, a, daylight take a picture outside your window. <laughs> like, Yeah, I just sent like, you the picture. Not even just your building, but imagine being like a few blocks away mm -hmm. and all you hear is just explosions and punching and like, it's like. <laughs> it just sounds like construction at 3 a.m. <laughs> No, you guys can do the, like, you guys don't have any teleporters on your team that can take this fight somewhere else to uh, an open field. Do the, like, do it right here. Do it yeah, over there. go to the park. Like, set up a meeting in a park, and you guys just fight there. Yeah, do it the old school way. <laughs> Schedule this fight. <laughs> Dear X-Men, meet me at this park. <laughs> they send an email. <laughs> Dear Professor X or whoever it concerns, <laughs> we we challenge you guys to a fight. We Freedom Force challenge you to a duel <laughs> of wits and strength. So, <laughs> Please RSVP as soon as possible. So we can get to the business. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, it opens up a giant rift in the sky, uh, which floods the, that small area of Dallas with sunlight at 3 a.m. Uh, the Freedom Force are the only team to notice right now. Are the Freedom Force, because they're outside, they're the only ones who actually notice that the rift in the sky happens. And uh, they're just completely 
flabbergasted at the fact that that happened in the first place. And Destiny tells them this could be the end of the world. And then we go over to uh, Uncanny X-Men 226, which was a, a fat double issue. Which I, when I start reading these stories, those double issues come up, I get pissed. It's, it's funny because you read them and then you're like, this is longer than usual. Yeah. And you start going through, you're like, damn it. Yeah. I start reading and then I'm like, I should be coming up towards the end. I hit that, I hit tap the screen real quick so the page numbers come up. And it's like, because uh, it's only like 24 pages yeah. or something. It comes up, you look, it's like 21 out of like 47. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you get to the end and you're like, does that have to be a double issue? <laughs> like, what was the point of that? So yeah, we're at uh, Uncanny 226. And I, so when the X-Men first went into Eagle Plaza, they uh, the lasers were going off, all that stuff, the security measures. So now there's a whole, like walls are tearing apart, they're falling down, there's a whole bunch of rubble in there. So inside uh, the ruins of Eagle Plaza right now, uh, Wolverine's doing his best to recover, doing his best to recover quickly uh, before uh, the his de facto leader, uh, because he's the de facto leader now that uh, Storm is not there. Now oh. uh, the X-Men put Havoc on watch while he decides, while Wolverine decides the next move. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Havoc is uh, Alex Summers, uh, good old Scott's. Uh, Colossus, or good old Angry Boy Colossus. Cyclops. Oh, no, Cyclops. Um, Alex Havoc is Cyclops' brother. And um, they never really seem to like each other. No. Never. Except in the um, X-Men Evolutions. They really love each other. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a third brother, too. I think there's actually two more brothers. Yeah. There's Vulcan and... I can't think of another one. You guys hear that wind? That's real wind. Mmm, <laughs> good California wind. Mmm, <laughs> smells great. <laughs> <laughs> so the X-Men put Havoc on watch while uh, Wolverine decides their next move. He sees that uh, Freedom Force has Psylocke. <laughs> Wolverine sees that Freedom Force... Oh, damn. Has Psylocke. Da-da-da... Uh, Rogue and the Dazzler uh, as unha- as unconscious hostages. Oh no! And he asks his team, or he asks Freedom Force if they can do a trade. Uh, but he also sees that uh, Freedom Force's resident precog, uh, Destiny, is downstairs. She's outside the building, just like freaking out. You can see from the window that he's looking that she's out there, like visibly freaking out, which is weird for a precog person. And he's like, no, that's <laughs> something's not right here. Uh, and we find out that she's freaking out because after the sky rift opened up, um, her mutant powers disappeared, and now she's just an old blind person. Yeah, she, so she is blind. Yeah, yeah. And now, since that rift opened up, she has no powers left. How poetic. <laughs> she can see the future, but can't see... But she can't see this fist. Colossus <laughs> <laughs> just punches her through a wall. Uh, so as Wolverine almost completely healed now, uh, he tells the team, we have to get out of here before this building falls on us. 
even if we leave Rogue and, and Psylocke behind. So he's just like, hey, they got Rogue and Psylocke down there, <laughs> <laughs> but we got to get out of here. I'm sorry. Uh, Mystique tells them, uh, he tells the Freedom Force to just surrender. Or sorry, she tells the X-Men, uh, just surrender now. We'll all leave safe. But just as she says that, Longshot points out that the large amount of sunshine outside uh, shouldn't be there because it's 3 a.m. right now. <laughs> and then we jump across the town, and there, <laughs> there's two NPR reporters. This guy, Manoli Werther, and... Or sorry, this lady. This person, Manoli Werther, and this other person, Neil Conan. And they're mobbing down the freeway towards this big sky rift that just opened up. And when they get there, they notice that uh, the night side, the the part that's n- normal and night in Dallas, uh, has snow coming down. And the the bright side, the the sky rift side, it looks like it's summer outside. It's hot, everything. And, uh, of course, like white people do... <laughs> Uh, they go investi- investigate um, a clearly visibly dangerous dangerous area. I, I don't know why they scoop. do that. <laughs> Gotta get that scoop. <laughs> I have to decide what's going on here. <laughs> I'm not gonna wait for the media to tell me. I'm a news reporter. I'm an expert on this stuff. <laughs> so uh, while they're checking out that visibly dangerous area. Uh, we skip over to the Dazzler, and she's finally waking up from being unconscious. And she tries to bust a move to save Psylocke and Rogue. <laughs> I know she's not, like, literally busting a move, but, like, knowing her, like, backstory and everything, <laughs> she's just like, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> starts flashing lights everywhere. All of a sudden, it looks like a concert's going on. <laughs> So uh, she ends up. Well, she does end up flashing some lights in people's eyes, and she blinds uh, the members of the Freedom Force. Uh, as she she ends up temporarily blinding members of the Freedom Force. Everybody except for uh, this guy Spiral, who is unaffected by her powers, and Spiral decides to cast his own spell using Destiny's. Uh, so Destiny uses like this mask. Mm-hmm. Um then that's part of what gives her her powers. So Spiral decides to put the mask on himself, and it uh, the mask infuses a mask to... I'm jumping ahead of myself, guys. I sometimes read this stuff, and I think I know where I'm going, <laughs> and I don't. So Spiral decides to take Destiny's mask, and he puts it on... Uh, this show's going to shit. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, Spyro casts a spell using Destiny's now useless mask, and he fuses the mask to the Dazzler's face, blinding the Dazzler. He can fuse people's masks. (laughs) Well, Spyro can cast spells, so I don't... I have no space to question what he can do. He might come attack me. He's a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Psylocke and Rogue, uh, both now conscious, try to attack Spyro while he's attacking the Dazzler. And uh, that doesn't go well for them. Uh, somewhere, we jump off to a different place. 
somewhere in a different universe, we see Storm and Forge in a place where humans have never existed. They're on a planet where humans have just never stepped foot. So literally any other planet. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And uh, after almost killing Forge by being tricked by the adversary, Storm is just, the two of them are just there relaxing, uh, catching some Zs, and Storm is trying to nurse uh, Forge back to health. We, they don't tell us anything else at that point. We jump back to Dallas, and the Sky Rift uh, has made time in Dallas start to go just completely nuts. So <laughs> the summer side of the Rift, the light side of the Rift, uh, now has all these futuristic buildings <laughs> in the sun part. and uh, But it also has dinosaurs running through the city. So time is just completely, just gone completely nuts in that little sun rift. Now in this, now the situation, mm-hmm. are the X Men really to blame? Um, no, it was the adversary that did all this, really. Yeah, see, X Men are just getting the short stick here. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like even. Even these beings from different planets know how much people hate <laughs> the X-Men. <laughs> and just continue to, like, lock them into this all this all these problems that they didn't cause. And then all of a sudden, it's it's like Peter Parker and J. Jonah Jameson. Like, yeah. no matter where he's at or what he's doing, he's the problem. Yeah. And he's the cause of it. It's the exact same thing, just on a greater scale. And... It's it's not just one person that does it. It's everybody. Yeah, they didn't do anything. So yeah, there's there's futuristic buildings in the sky in the sun part, and there's also dinosaurs and shit running around the buildings. So we uh, we cut over to Wolverine, seeing this, and he just decides to make the executive decision to team up with Freedom Force, uh, and he frees Mystique, knowing neither team is gonna survive alone. And then we cut over again to uh, those two reporters, Manoli and Conan. And they, they're they now in the Sunrift area. And they find this futuristic news van and decide to use the video equipment that's inside to record what's going on. What the hell? I don't <laughs> So they use the equipment to record what's going on. And they almost lose their respective lives uh, doing so. But they continue on anyways. How did they know it was a news van? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a Channel 4 2007 news. <laughs> oh, yeah, does it say how far in the future? No. Uh-huh. It only just says futuristic buildings. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they start recording everything and somehow broadcasting it. Um... Meanwhile, the X-Men and Freedom Force start working together uh, to help the people of Dallas that are now caught in this time rift. Uh, (laughs) On the other world, uh, the untouched human world, uh, Storm and Forge have been transported also. Time also moves differently where they are. And so in the the time from where we first saw them to now, it's only been like a couple of minutes in the real world, 
But on the world that they are on, it's been like months. Damn. Since <clears throat> they've been there. Since they've been gone. Yeah. I can breathe for the first time. I'm so. <laughs> I'm still moving on. <laughs> so yeah, they've uh, they've been out there for a couple of months, and yeah, they've been out there for a couple of months. Forge tells Storm that uh, he wants to stay on this new world that they're on for good, uh, and he just wants to live out his life with Storm. And she says, well, she's like, what about our home? He tells her, home is where the heart is. <laughs> hey, hey. Home is right right here. Home is here. Home is where the heart is. And my heart is with you. <laughs> and she's, and he says that. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> and then we, we cut back to Dallas and the X-Men and Freedom Force are starting to gather as many humans as they can see, and they're bringing them back to their sanctuary, which is in the, the Eagle Plaza building, which is not a good sanctuary, because you guys were just talking about how that's going to fall apart <laughs> on top of your guys' heads. Um, we cut over again to... We cut over again to Manoli and Conan, uh, Conan and <laughs> so they steal all this news equipment. They're broadcasting all this stuff now, and now they're interviewing Mystique. In the middle of all this chaos, about how is how is it to work with the X Men? <laughs> Mystique, Mystique, real quick question, if you have time. Hey, come on, ten seconds. She walks please. over. She's like, yeah. So it's like a, a, like a halftime interview. She's in just game. sitting there, just pushing her hair back. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so it's it's a tough one. You know, we're all putting our powers into it, but uh, X Men, I think they're doing really good, and hopefully we can keep this uh, teamwork going. Mistake, get over. <laughs> all right, I gotta get back in there. Gotta get back to it. All right, thanks, mistake. Thanks. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom Force and X Men working together. Can they save our lives in time? Let's find out. Let's just get back to recording. <laughs> And so now that uh, since both teams are working together, uh, Spiral tries to undo the spell that he put on the Dazzler, but it doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> the Crimson Commando and Stonewall run into a group of <laughs> they run into this group of indigenous warriors <laughs> that have just come out of nowhere. <laughs> and the warriors tell them, uh, I don't know how the warriors found this out, but. The warriors tell them that all of this has been started by the adversary, and the only person that can stop all of this is Forge. We cut back over to uh, the new world with Storm and Forge, and she, at this point, Storm's been gone for a year. So when he said home is, <laughs> home is where the heart is, she walked off, and now she's been gone for a year. In our time or In there? her time. Oh shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's been gone for a year. When she comes back, Forge has built himself a home. With solar panels on it. <laughs> Forge's powers are like he can build like anything, right? Yeah. And yeah, he built the home with solar panels on it. They kiss and then they skip away on their own. Like nothing happened. And <laughs> she just shows back up after a year. She shows back up after a year and just gives this man a kiss and then they're like, okay. <laughs> like nothing happened. We cut back to Dallas. <laughs> Now, <laughs> cavemen are attacking, 
the sanctuary. And uh, Wolverine asks one of the reporters, Conan, hey, what's going on outside of the time rift, like the dark side? And he says the Fantastic Four and the Avengers are on standby for battle, um, but they're uh, they're helping the X Factor in New York right now. So they 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 can only get here so fast. And then <laughs> we go over to Colossus, and um, he goes over to Destiny. And in her original vision, she never saw Colossus there. So now that he's there. She sees a glimmer of hope for the Freedom Force and the rest of the world, uh, but it's gonna come at a cost for. It's gonna come at a cost for some of the X Men's lives. Oh no! Who's gonna die? Which is gonna happen if the X Men enter? So they they've set up. They decided to set up their sanctuary outside of Eagle Plaza, not actually go in. And Destiny says if they if the X Men enter Eagle Plaza again, that's where they're gonna die. They're gonna die in that building. So Colossus heads towards Eagle Plaza, thinking uh, he's willing to sacrifice his life to save the rest of the world. Um, Wait, she said if they go in, they're going to die. Yeah. Not but he thinks going to save anybody. No, he thinks that going in there is going to save everybody. Like, he'll be the sacrifice, and it'll kill him and then save everybody else. Which, Okay. <laughs> So Psylocke tries to stop him from going in, and he just, just won't talk. Um, so she's, she ends up using her powers to scan his mind, and she sees that uh, Roma, the omniversal guardian uh, that we talked about in the beginning of the story, uh, tricked him into being there in the first place. Uh, Wolverine, we cut over to Wolverine, and he decides that they need to make it up to Forge's penthouse to solve this issue, which is in Eagle Plaza. <laughs> uh, but before they get to the lobby of the building, they see uh, that it's transformed into the, like the jungles of Vietnam. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we cut back over to where Storm and Forge are, and I can't remember if in the book they called it this or if I just made this up. But I started calling it Storm Forge, <laughs> the planet that they're on. <laughs> And I, I honestly cannot remember if that's in the book or I just put that in my notes. I mean, that sounds like a pretty legit name. That's not bad. Yeah. It's only the two of them there still. So, <laughs> so back in Stormforge, uh, the two of them are questioning if they should go back to Earth or not. And Storm says there's no point in talking about uh, talking about it. Can't talk about it unless we're going to be about it, basically. So, <laughs> And Forge says, uh, while you're gone, I built a way to get back just in case. And we cut back to Dallas. The X-Men and Freedom Force move on. They're trying to get through the, the jungle area at the front of Eagle Plaza. Uh, and now the reporters are basically just following them. Like, <laughs> right behind them. Like, they're they're getting, like, documentary-style footage of all this. <laughs> With their futuristic news. Yeah, but they're, they're like, the, the thing, too, is that they're broadcast, they're live broadcasting this. To the like people across the world can see that this is happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, the reporters are following them. Wolverine tells Mystique uh, to have Freedom Force fall back. So they fall back a little bit just in case it's a trap. Then only the X Men will get caught, and Freedom Force can keep fighting. 
because nobody he he says this because nobody will miss the X Men if we sacrifice our lives at all. Speak for yourself, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a mom and dad over here. <laughs> I get it. You've been alive for like a hundred plus years at this point, but I have a family. No one's gonna miss us. Yeah, like <laughs> we'll lay down our lives for these people. <laughs> He's slowly backing away from it. Like, if that was a prerequisite for me to be on the team, that I have to die no matter what for everybody to live, like, I maybe might not have joined the team. So, yeah, he says, uh, if we sacrifice our lives, no one's going to care. What Wolverine doesn't know. Okay, yeah, so what Wolverine doesn't know is that all of this, like I said, is being basically broadcast to the whole world. The one of the reporters, Conan, shakes his hand and says thank you, and then the, the whole X Men team turns around and just makes their way into Eagle Plaza, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, back. <laughs> it reminds me of um, what was that one movie? Oh, the other guys with like remember how The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson were like the badasses? Yeah. They jump off the roof and then they just <laughs> die. I just imagine them just like. X Men, let's go! And they run in and just just immediately die. die. Like they weren't even close to being able to help anybody. <laughs> so we cut back to uh, Storm Forge, and Forge is built, uh, like he said, he built a machine to help Storm uh, gain her powers back, which she lost in. Uh, we're on Uncanny two twenty six right now. Mm-hmm. Storm lost her powers in Uncanny one eighty five. So a while, like a couple of years before this, um, but so she's he bu- just been powerless this whole time. Yeah, jeez. But Storm, like I said, built that machine to help her get her powers back, and uh, then they now they can go back to Earth to help out their team. We got back to Dallas again, and Freedom Force and some of the cops uh, turn away from the X Men to regroup, uh, strategize. One of the cops stops and begins to transform into the adversary. <laughs> and he does so because he can sense Storm and Forge coming back. He he yells out that he, wa- he welcomes all sacrifices and that he will enjoy bringing the world into chaos. And seconds later, the top floor of Eagle Plaza explodes. The same building that the X-Men are in right now. <laughs> This is the same building that Destiny said, if you guys go in there, you guys will die. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what everybody thought was happening here. So uh, we go over to, that was X-Men 226, now we're on 227. Uh, Madeline Pryor, who um, is married to Scott Cyclops. Uh, Madeline Pryor tries running off, but uh, she trips over... So she's been, I didn't mention her because nothing with her has really happened to this point, Mm. but she's been with the X-Men team this whole time. Okay. She doesn't have any powers at this point. What's everybody not having powers? I don't know. This is supposed to be a team of superpower people, and there's there's already two people with no powers. (laughs) And so uh, when she hears that explosion, explosion, she tries running off, but she trips over Forge's past self. And he looks like a ghost, and he's in what looks like uh, a battlefield trying to r- help survivors. 
but he realizes he can't save them, so he calls for a B-52 bomber to raise the field that he's in. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this time rift is, is throwing everybody off. Everything, everything that's happened or could happen is all happening at once. And uh, the rest of the team finds her, asks her what's wrong. She explains what she saw. High above where the X-Men are, the adversary mocks his captives. He mocks his captives, Roma, Storm, and Forge for even believing that they might have been able to stop him. Uh, Storm and Forge are worried, but Roma has a look on her face like she has a trick up her sleeve. Uh, we cut over to the, one of the reporters, Conan. He keeps pestering Wolverine with a camera. And he, so he's still in there with the camera. Behind, right behind the X-Men. And he, he keeps pestering Wolverine with the camera, telling him there's no better time than now uh, to show the world you guys are the good guys. At the same time, Psylocke does a mind scan, and she finds out that Storm, Forge, and Roma are directly above them. Uh, Wolverine sends Rogue up to check. Or so, sorry, Wolverine sends Rogue up to check it out, and when she gets close, a strong gust of wind blows her back to the ground, and. Uh, they try to figure out what the next step is. And the Dazzler with Destiny's, Destiny's mask still stuck to her face. Uh, she throws Longshot's name in the hat and says, send him up first. His luck might help us. So do you know Longshot? Um, a little bit. I know he's from the Mojoverse. Mm-hmm. Um, his powers have something to do with luck. Yeah, so I, I've mentioned Longshot a few times here on this episode already, but I, I failed to mention what he, his powers. Basically, like, his whole thing is just luck. Like, he... Is if, it, he's like Domino? He Kind of, yeah. So, like, no matter what the situation is, he could be blind and just, like, throw his arm back, but that's just the right time for him to throw his arm back and he knocks somebody mm. completely unconscious. Um, so, Rogue says, our best shot is is sending Longshot up there because he like he always has luck on his side. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, I wish he was here to show me where the hell I was at. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the reporter, Conan, he finds Madeline and asks, uh, why, why would a normal human help the mutants? And she tells him uh, because they're human. She's like... Oh, so I, I also forgot to mention this. So Madeline is with the X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. Scott is not a part of the X-Men at this point. So she's just like, I'm going to go hang out with your friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go save the world with your friends, okay? <laughs> I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> and she says, yeah, I, I'm, I'm helping them because they're humans. She says, I want my husband, Cyclops, like I said, for those of you who didn't know before. But also screw Cyclops because he's not there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she said, I want to help my husband and my child uh, to live in a normal world like you and I. But judging how today is going, I don't know if any of us are going to live to see that. (laughs) Rogue flies long shot up to uh, the Starlight Citadel where Adversary is. And he makes it in there uh, to start the attack on the Adversary. The rest of the team climb a rope to get up there while adversary is busy uh, fighting long shot and the X-Men get in there and they just immediately get to action and start fighting 
as soon as they walk in. Wolverine slashes uh, adversary up. Rogue steals some of his powers. Colossus runs through him like a truck, destroying, <laughs> destroying his human form, and revealing his demon form. Oh no! Oh no! Please no! Please no more demons! I'm I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so Rogue now having some of the adversary's powers uh, opens up a portal to try to kick him through it, but she's not strong enough to do that. <laughs> Uh, during all this, Psylocke does his mind scan and sees that Forge knows how to stop this, but he's too scared to he's too scared to do it, and the adversary knows that he's too scared to do it. Uh, Forge finally says the only way to end him is for multiple people to give their life forces, and it pushes him through a portal and it seals him. <laughs> so, so I need uh, I need all of you to sacrifice yourself. So I know you guys walked in here ready to give your life, but <laughs> now's the time. <laughs> Let's see how many of you actually want to. <laughs> Are you really about that <laughs> shit? <laughs> so, of course, Storm and the rest of the X-Men all volunteers tribute. Even Madeline does. Forge says, okay. And then he casts a spell, turning all of them into pure energy. And he tosses it. He tosses the energy ball, basically, at the adversary, causing him to fly through the portal. And then it seals it just like Forge said it would. That all happens. We cut over to Scotland on Muir Island. And we see Kitty Pride and her ja- her dragon Lockheed are watching the battle live on TV. She just watched all of her best friends sacrifice their lives for the world. And then we cut back to Dallas. Forge walks out of Eagle Plaza alive uh, with the reporter Conan in, right next to him. And... Uh, Mystique and Freedom Force, remember, were down at the bottom. They never went up. Um, so Mystique wants to know why he didn't sacrifice his life, too. And he says someone had to cast a spell, and that's it. He just walks away. And uh, Freedom Force starts talking shit about him and calling him a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we cut back up to uh, the Starlight Citadel where all of this just happened. And Roma, um, she pulls the life forces of the X-Men out of the realm that they were just sent to. And she brings them back to life. And she explains to them that the adversary, he's going to be back one day. And uh, that they've gone through somewhat of a rebirth at this point. And they're tr- like, people see them as true heroes now because the whole world just saw them sacrifice their lives. And they even, she says, uh, you guys are true heroes, you, you've inspired millions, and you guys have become legends uh, for many of the humans that saw this today. So, she gave them the power to avoid all surveillance and sends them to Australia to set up a new camp and continue doing whatever it is the X-Men do on a regular basis. She also gives them something called the Siege Perilous, uh, which... Resets time should they be should anybody find them where they are, so they can just uh, basically turn back time to before that person found them. Uh-huh. and they they live they go on and live their life off in this little small part of Australia, and this little home base that they have set up all for themselves, and nobody knows that they're alive. Huh? For the world, they died heroes, and that's it. Interesting. 
I wouldn't expect that. I didn't expect it either. <laughs> Eventually. Huh. Well, I like that. Yeah, it was nice pretty cool. Little, uh, yeah, it wasn't like they were just like, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're back on our on our stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> back on our bullshit. Um. Yeah. No, I didn't expect that. I thought that was gonna turn out very uh, differently. Yeah. And it, yeah, kind of threw me off a little bit. Okay. But I I liked it. It was uh, it was short. It was only like, so when I. I do have to say this. When you look it up online, there's a lot of issues that are, like, side stories. I, even the reporters, I think, have, like, their own, like, side stories. I wasn't going to read all that. But, yeah, it was just, it was quick. Just got straight to the business. I, just, uh, I, I liked it. I'm going to give it a, a one of these bad boys. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I liked it, too. It was better than uh, The Mutant Massacre for me, for sure. Way better than that. And then, um, so this was, like I said, this was kind of a, a loose continuance of the Mutant Massacre. Mm. But um, the there's also a third part to all of it, which is uh, Inferno. Mm. That one's a big story, though. Is that the, all the annuals? Uh, I, I believe so. It's a lot. It's It's quite literally like 15 issues. Jeez. Yeah, and um, I'm only like halfway through. <laughs> I started it, but it, I'm not. That's it, gonna be a packed episode. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a two part episode for sure. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Get bitch. ready for that two parter. We got another two parter. Our first two parter in a couple months. We back, baby. We back. We live. Live from Positano Park <laughs> in Dublin. Hey, I, I only one person showed up for that uh, amazing Spider-Man twenty or uh, number one. So uh, that man's dancing around the fire right now. <laughs> Cause he should guess what he showed up too late. He showed up at ten oh five and I wasn't playing. I frisbeed that shit to the middle <laughs> of the park. Oh, here you go, well, bam! <laughs> I said ten o'clock, buddy. He's been sitting. He's been sitting over here ten feet from us crying for the last hour. Cause you know what he's gonna he's gonna go put that shit on eBay and sell it. Guess what, buddy? The ashes are right there. Go sell that. Not on our watch, pal. Not on our watch. Real quick, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a house explosion. Blow that up. Gotta turn that up. There we go. Oh, shout out Gabe. I know Gabe really likes the uh, the house explosions. I he texted me the other day and said that. Uh, for some reason, the explosions didn't end up in one of the episodes. <laughs> so it, we were just saying, oh, yeah, give me one of these, and it was nothing. <laughs> so uh, shout out to him for telling me about that. Everybody else just said, it sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's I, legit. <laughs> so I don't know if people are just uh, used to, to me not noticing shit like that, or uh, I don't know. But here we are. And uh, that's that's all I got for this. This was the fall of the mutants. And um, shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to Pastatano Park with us today. For a very special anniversary episode. A very special anniversary episode <laughs> that everybody couldn't make it to. I, I gave 
I so we were gonna do it last weekend, but I went to Disneyland. Uh, so I thought moving it might be okay. <laughs> and then Gabe has some stuff to do with uh, Purdue, uh, Purdue University today. So shout out to him and shout out to Purdue. And uh, Robbie Rodello texted me yesterday and said that he was working all day, so he couldn't do it. Uh, Juan uh, couldn't make it. (laughs) 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 So shout out to him. Uh, Gustavo's back in town. Oh, Uh, nice. Yeah, he's uh, but he's at the races with his uncle. So so he couldn't make it. I was going to ask Phil, but it was too last minute. Uh, my wife said no. <laughs> Grandma's, we're still under contract uh, disputes with Grandma. And, uh... We're losing all of our... <laughs> yeah, so shout out to everyone. Support. <laughs> We've lost all support. Uh, shout out to everybody. Thanks for... I mean, we've been doing this for a whole year now. 50, 50 episodes in a year. We've only taken two weeks off. All work, no play, <laughs> no time, no time. Always reading. <laughs> Can't spend time with my family. <laughs> Always reading books that I don't like. <laughs> All for you guys. But uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Our numbers, at, we've had over three thousand listens in this year. Jeez. Yeah. Three thousand listens in one year. I gotta do some quick math it's i want to say it's between like 60 and 70 an episode or something like that that could be wrong i mean if you want to break it down per day of a year it's 8.2 listens a day not bad yeah i will take it i'm uh next year this time i I plan on i don't want to give a an exact thing like double or triple the number because whatever, whatever I think it's going to be, I'm going past it. Next year, we're going <laughs> to have Pasta Tunnel Park lit. <laughs> They're going to kick us out of here. It's going to be so lit. For this being a nice park, this table is coming apart. I know. There's a crack on the seat I'm sitting on. I know. There's a crack over here, too. But, yeah, again, one year in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everybody that showed up today, thanks for being here. <laughs> no problem. The show wouldn't happen if it wasn't for me. Otherwise, it would have just been me sitting here, just talking to myself as everybody walked by and stared at me weirdly. <laughs> so, thanks, guys. Thank you, friends. We Remember, will be back go next visit week. your local comic book shop. Yeah, go, go visit your local comic book shop. Even if you don't know what you're looking for, just go in explore see what they got they got hella stuff in there they got they have actual comic books they have uh the the trade paperbacks which is just like a just a collection like kind of like like events within uh, a bigger story yeah it's just a collection of like five or six issues they got the omnibuses which is like almost the whole thing depending on how long the story is like it's the whole story a lot of them have uh, trading cards, Pokemon, basketball, baseball cards, football cards. And just ask questions, you know? Yeah. Go in there. I, I mean, Gabe, I, I said it before, but uh, 
maybe like a month ago, Gabe went to uh, Crush Comics mm-hmm. in Gaster Valley and just told him, like, hey, I have a friend that doesn't really mess with DC like that. Like, can you recommend anything that would get him into it? And the, like, the guy was super helpful. Like, yeah. he's like, hey, he's like, yeah. Like, he, Gabe even said the guy looked excited when I told him that. Like, he showed him like a couple of different things, but he's like, like if you want to get him into DC, give him this, have him check this out. So, like, they're helpful for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they want people to go in there and yeah. say, hey. I want to start reading this or I want to get into this. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, Steve, but if I worked at a comic book shop and people wanted my opinion on something, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to be excited to, you know, get new people in on. Yeah, because you got to figure, like, there's probably not many people that work at a comic book shop that don't really fuck with comics like that. Yeah. So, like, when people ask me, like, it's almost the same like when people ask me about Disneyland stuff. Like if you ask me about Disneyland stuff, you're gonna have to stop me from talking <laughs> at one point. Like <laughs> you have to tell me exactly what you want because I will give you everything I know. <laughs> but it's like it's the same thing in like most of the comic book shops. It's like if you just tell them, "Hey, I like I'm looking to get into this." Yeah. Like I know this, this, and this, or I don't know anything about this. Like they're gonna do what they can to help you find it. Like, Crush Comics is good. Uh, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont is pretty good. That yeah, one's a really big one. one. Flying Colors. I think I want to say it's Flying Colors Comics. And uh, I want to say it's Concord. But it's close to Walnut Creek. So it's, it's, it's Flying Colors Comics is what it's called. Those are the three I've been to recently. And... Um, and there's, I mean, you can look it up. You can find them. Their comic book stores are in a lot of places, except for the city that I live in. <laughs> but yeah, that go out, go check them out, support them in some way. Even if you're buying the the trading cards, anything. They, I mean, they even have stuff for like literally for your kids, like yeah. Nickelodeon stuff, Disney stuff. Uh, yeah, there's comics. My for Little everything. Pony. Like, you can find stuff on anything that your kid's interested in. I'm sure you can find it there at almost every comic book stop. So go check them out. Thanks Tell for listening. Tell we sent you. Tell them we sent you. Say the Webheads podcast sent me. Ask for the Webheads uh, coupon code. Yeah, ask for the Webheads coupon code. Ask for uh, the, the everyone that you go to, ask for the Webhead special as well. It's um, it's a double cheeseburger, <laughs> curly fries, and a Neapolitan shake from your uh, your local In-N-Out. <laughs> <laughs> and every comic book shop will have that for you if you say, I want the Webhead special. If they say no, just ask twice. If they say no, I just say, oh, I don't know what that is. Look at them and give them that, that I know you know what I'm talking about. Give them that look. I know that you know. Yeah. And then just just stare at them until they say, okay. Because they're going to stare at you for like maybe 15, 20 seconds. It's going to be awkward. But eventually he's going to look at you. He's going to say, all right, come on. 
and then there's a there's always a secret door in the back where they have it all. <laughs> so uh, good luck with that, and we will be back next week. All right, thank you guys. Peace. Always appreciate it. Bye bye.